0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the Frenchie to my moon night. it's Casey. What's up, buddy?
1: Oh, oh, oh au contraire. I mean, that's the only French I know, but I wish I wish I could have been Tigra instead, but, you know, whatever.
0: Well, I didn't think we were going to tell them about our sexcapades in the West Coast, but... I guess it's all out there now. I guess it is. I'll have to edit this out. It's a long beep.
1: <laughs> How was your week? Oh, it was not, not bad. It's like we talked about it, though. It's, it's weird. It felt super short. Like, the weekend was super short, but the week itself felt long. That's all kind of a blur. Yeah, I feel yeah. How about you, man? You doing, doing all good?
0: Yeah, I guess so. You know, I just I go to work, and then I come home nice (laughs) do the same thing the next day (laughs) but any oozle we will jump into the news i'm gonna be honest at least on my end it's a pretty pathetic news week
1: i mean yeah it's not it's not the best but you know we'll find a way to make it an hour long more than likely
0: (laughs) that's true so i'll start with a couple little tidbits here the batgirl hbo movie has begun production
1: Yeah. And I also saw a thing where they were celebrating Brandon Fraser's birthday on set.
0: Oh, I missed that. That sounds wholesome.
1: Yeah. The, the, I'm assuming director and someone else were buying with a birthday cake. So I was like, that's, that's nice.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Hopefully that
1: movie is good. Yeah. I don't have the highest expectations for it, which I think is like perfect for it. You know, I mean like, Worst case scenario, I'll be like, oh, "This was disappointing." You know, like it's this was about where I expected it. But then otherwise, I'll be like, "Boy, this is way better than I thought." <laughs> I have heard a rumor too that there that the guy that's making it is like pushing really hard for Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, but there's some pushback from Warner Brothers about that. So we'll see how that goes. That would be interesting. Yeah, because it's supposed to be in the same universe. And that's why we have jay jonah commissioner gordon you know so <laughs> commissioner jay jonah gordon he's like give me pictures of batman <laughs> so um i don't know how like you've not watched any doom patrol this season have you sadly no all right well there was these characters introduced in i think the third episode or second maybe i don't remember they were introduced and they were called the dead boy detective agency and like the comic series yes and they were introduced in that and like well, like i said one of the episodes and they're going to be getting a spin-off series coming up but they've recast the two leads uh it's going to be they've recast you know like the two dead boys basically so it's Jaden reverie is now going to play charles Rowland and george rex true is going to play edward Payne. george rex never acted before like this is his big debut so let's hope he doesn't suck because <laughs> Because the dead boys were actually a lot of fun in that episode that they were in. And like they also had like a psychic girl that was with them. And her whole thing is like, she wants to find the devil that not the devil, the demon that possessed her because when it left her, it took all of her mem- memories of her family. So now she's like, I need to find that and get those memories back. And I'm like, that's super interesting. I want to see more of this. And so now that we're getting this, I'm like, okay, hopefully, hopefully it's, you know, still of quality.
0: I agree. I read a bit of, I forget which, uh, which series it was. I think it's like the second series of dead boy detectives. Um, But anyway, what I read of it was really fun. It was just like, huh, this sounds interesting. And I would read like one or two issues, but uh, I'm sure those trades are probably long out of print. Yeah, but fun fact, Casey. Do you know what the first appearance, comic appearance of the Dead Boy Detectives is?
1: I do because I looked it up. It's Sandman, whatever.
0: (laughs) Sandman twenty-five.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say twenty-two, but yeah. So it like like they're a lot of fun in the show. It sounds like they're a good bit different between the show and the other, but Mm. I think the weirdness stays. I think that's all that really matters.
0: Yeah, for sure um all right so colin farrell is reportedly getting a penguin spinoff show or movie on hbo max and that was uh that was rumored like a
1: while back but i guess now it's like a little more official yeah that, that should be cool i'm really excited to see him as the penguin even though that's such a weird casting decision especially like if someone said that like 20 years ago You'd be like, what are you on? He's Batman. That's what we're going to cast him as.
0: Right. I'm, I'm all in for it, though. I like him as an actor a lot. I do, too. Um, so I'm going to watch it.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll for sure check it out. I mean, there's not a lot that I watch on HBO Max, so it's nice when I get something I can watch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get a live action Mega Man movie from Netflix, which is pretty cool. I, I don't know much about it. That's all I really saw was that you know we're getting one. So I have a feeling if they try to do like Mega Man as an actual person, it's gonna be real bad though.
0: Yeah, like they,
1: they get the kid from Stranger Things dressed as Mega <laughs> Man. You know,
0: actually he's kinda he's kinda got the look for it. You just need like a small, smallish boy in a metal <laughs> suit, right? <laughs> It's gonna look like it's gonna look like the the American cover art
1: for Mega Man One, or like I mean, all of the old Super Nintendo ones. Like the cover art is the best. It's <laughs> so like I'm just like I remember as a kid, like it, he'd always have a gun in his hand. Yeah, and I was like, boy, he's got a gun. This is so cool. <laughs> Can't wait to use that in the video game. <laughs> I think there was even a princess on one of the covers. Why not? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um. All right, so the Game of Thrones spinoff Dunk and Egg has gotten its writer and executive producer in Steve Conrad. Conrad worked on Patriot, Perpetual Grace, and LTD. I don't know what any of those are, but that's what he's worked on. Um. But yeah, the Tales of Dunk and Egg, I love that book. It is so good. It's just like some short stories based on two very important characters in the Game of Thrones lore and to see those tales, like those tales are going to translate well to live action, especially if they get that Game of Thrones budget. I think it's going to be awesome. I just hope that, uh, that the casting and everything is done well too, but I'm glad that this is finally moving forward and I'm really excited.
1: So these are characters that we've, the Duncan egg characters we've seen. If you've seen Game of Thrones,
0: no <laughs> oh, okay.
1: well because you said they're very important characters so i didn't know
0: right so egg is a nickname for aegon targaryen and the targaryens
1: are very important that's and with, uh, uh, that's like the one like the little guy and his siblings right dinklage <laughs> no no oh, they're sorry. they're the uh darks that's the other family I know. Nope. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> so Amelia
0: Clark, Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her like ancestor. Okay. Um, and then Dunk is also a nickname for Sir Duncan the Tall, which was, uh, turned out to be Aegon's bodyguard. But for a while, they uh, they didn't get along and were sort of forced to be together. And then shenanigans ensues, <laughs> but. It's really good stuff. Like I, I can't wait. It, it that makes me want to reread time. the book again. Yeah. Like if you, even if you've never read or watched anything Game of Thrones related, you can, you can easily just enjoy this for like a cool medieval type story.
1: Now, is there a worry as a Game of Thrones fan that they're gonna just fumble it like they supposedly did with the final season? I don't really know because I wasn't invested when I was watching it with Brie.
0: No, because those two guys are not involved in this and like these stories are like done like it was in the book the the story has been told all they have to do is follow the source material okay like like the two dummies did with the first handful of seasons it only went off the rails when they ran out of source material and we're like we can finish
1: this story (laughs) they couldn't but anyway okay Okay, so uh, another, th- this is just, like, I don't really think this is huge news because it's kind of like, no, duh. This is what Marvel does. But Dustin Daniel Cretton is going to return to write and direct Shang-Chi sequel. Like I said, no one's really surprised by this. I mean, yeah. The only thing that would have been surprising is if they're like, we're not doing a sequel, but you know, you knew they were going to.
0: <laughs> I need to watch it. I know it's on Disney Plus.
1: I need to, too. I'm still like, after seeing some of the trailers where it looked like he actually was using the Ten Rings of Power and all this stuff, I'm like, this is a layup, guys, and you're just giving them superpowers. I don't want this.
0: Oh, yeah. I I hear it has nothing <laughs> to do with Shang-Chi comics. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually haven't read too many of those, so it's probably ne- better for me.
1: Yeah, neither of I. I've not read enough, but still, it's like, I know enough that I don't want this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then my final bit of news is I, we talked about Transformers and G.I. Joe, uh, the rights being sold off, and it's looking like Image Comics is going to be the new home. That's where all the rumors are pointing. Apparently, uh, even one of the higher-ups at uh, IDW like is left for another company, so it sounds like there's some real like crap happening behind the scenes so uh but anyway image comics used to put out uh one of the gi joe runs whenever devils do publishing was publishing through image that was like early
1: 2000s i think that was actually the devil's do stuff was the stuff that i would read of gi joe back in the back in the walden books days
0: (laughs) right they you know devils do used to have like a lot of decent properties but i hear that they uh they weren't able to pay up (laughs) on their end which is a shame but uh but anyway could be the the new home for transformers and gi joe so we'll see
1: and uh so my last two bits of news i'll i'll go with the the depressing news first. The, the the could be depressing news first. I'll go with the exciting news. So according to both CBR and Bloomberg, Dark Horse may be selling. They've apparently hired an, an advisor that's like, hey, let's just uh, see what you guys can get. Uh, you know, get on the market for it. So I don't know where this would you know lead to all the all the different stuff. But there's been some people. Just these are regular folk saying this, and I think it'd be really cool if Netflix bought them out, since they already do stuff with Umbrella Academy. <clears throat> and then they could even do like this way. If they bought the rights to, you know, Dark Horse, they could then do Hellboy, like do a whole Hellboy universe on Netflix. They own the IPs then and and do stuff that way. I think that could work out really well for them. But like I said, that's just a thought. No one knows really if anything's even gonna happen yet. But yeah i just hope disney doesn't get their grubby mitts on it
0: i agree and i think that like a couple of dark horse properties are rumored to be picked up at netflix so i mean that would make sense i i don't dislike that it would just be like disney with marvel where netflix owns it and they're like keep doing your thing with the comics and then we'll do we'll do the show stuff
1: yeah it is a
0: shame though hopefully i don't know i just don't want them to go away
1: yeah no i agree and i mean it could be another one of those things too where like this advisor is saying it but then they're like this is bad advice and <laughs> they just ignore it you know so we'll just have to see um and the last bit of news and this is more exciting kevin Feige very hemmed and hawed, but he did say charlie cox is going to return as daredevil but he wouldn't say where and there's a lot of people that think he's gonna pop up in hawkeye because there's a bit of big rumor going around that Vincent, whatever his name is, that played Kingpin, is going to show up in Hawkeye in a fat suit and CG, which is such a bad idea. Just leave him normal. But he's going to appear and, you know, uh, that's going to bring in Charlie Cox Daredevil. But then there's also been the prevalent rumors and, you know, probably Photoshop pictures of Charlie Cox showing up in Spider-Man. So maybe he's going to appear in any of those. There's also rumors he was going to be in She-Hulk. So no matter what, we're going to get some cocks. So that's exciting.
0: So I'm I'm going to touch on some Hawkeye spoilers real quick. So okay. if you guys don't want Hawkeye spoilers, then skip ahead a couple, you know, the 30-second button a couple times. So I just watched episode three yesterday, and Echo shows up. And Echo is a Daredevil character, right? Wasn't...
1: Yeah, I think she's Bendis
0: was she okay i i couldn't remember but and where they're at with echo in the show using daredevil like doesn't really work out but you know it would also make sense that way too and also vincent d'onofrio hasn't really hidden the fact that he's showing up in this show because really i guess like on twitter or somewhere he's just like oh man the new hawkeye show can't wait to watch it and everyone's like is kingpin in it and he's like well, i don't know but it's gonna be a great show <laughs> so like he he is not hidden but he's like gonna pop back up somewhere
1: yeah that's really funny it'd be really <clears throat> good if this was like just him being like just weird and then he doesn't show up at all in hawkeye but then he pops up in like multiverse of madness right
0: he's just like no guys i really like
1: hawkeye i can't wait he's my favorite superhero we'll see
0: uh either way i want more of him as kingpin and i want more charlie cox as daredevil because they were both amazing
1: yeah i want the whole cast back because like we talked about once where the actress that played karen page was like very sad on a podcast talking about how no one hires her anymore so i want her to come back too
0: also i heard somewhere i don't i don't know where that uh like I think her husband is
1: blind. Really, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, so she was like really like emotionally tied to Daredevil, anyways, because of that. And I was like, "Oh, well, that's a neat fact I didn't know before." Yeah. <laughs> but anyway,
1: but that's all our news. So I think we can cut to the break. Okay,
0: sounds good. We'll uh, we'll be right back. All right thanks for listening to the advertisement folks and if you want to hear my take on the first three episodes of hawkeye the disney plus series then go check out our youtube and that is two worlds podcast on youtube it was a pretty good time us was yeah. talking about it I mean, it was it was pretty good it was fine <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, what comics did you read this week? I have a
1: feeling that there's a lot. Like, we're going to be putting that hour to the test. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, So I got Daredevil 36, The Death of Doctor Strange, White Fox. I think that's just, yeah, that's just number one. Two, number 10, Hotel 105, Spider-Man, The Death of Doctor Strange, number one. The Amazing Spider-Man, number 80. Teen Titans Academy, number eight. Wonder Girl, number five. Justice League Incarnate 105, the Joker 2021 Annual, and Action Comics 1037. What about you, dude? I I didn't get through all the comics I wanted to
0: read this week, which was a shame, but there was just like a trillion books out. But I read The Wonder Woman Annual, uh, The Justice League Dark Annual, Hellboy Bones of Giants, number two, King of Spies, number one the robin annual the batman annual wonder girl number five hardware number three action comics 1037 justice league incarnate number one teen titans academy number eight and the nightwing annual Oh, and most of wonder woman historia
1: yeah and you didn't say joker annual correct nope didn't get to it or any of the death of strange stuff Okay, right, so it was just Teen Titans Academy, Wonder Girl, Justice League, and Action that we read together?
0: Um, Robin? No.
1: He should have. It was cool. Yeah, it sounded interesting, but I was just like, oh man, there's just too many dang... Like, had they not released like 15 annuals in the same week, I would have been more interested in getting more annuals. But I'm like, y'all, you, you don't need to be doing it this way.
0: Well, here's the thing, because I heard this complaint from everybody that walked through the door and, you know, what can you do, but not all of them were supposed to come out this week, oh, but yeah, with delays right. getting pushed back a week or two, it all just kind of happened to come out that way, but, uh, but whatever. People were like complaining to me like I had control over the schedule. I'm like, just shut up. <laughs> Buy it or don't. Don't complain about it.
1: I like, like to think that you're like, you're like, well, I'm going to go talk to DC. Like, let, me, get this. let me
0: call up my buddy Jim Lee and we'll get this straightened away for you. It's like, dude, I don't even Jim, know what's going to show up in these boxes anymore with the delays, like, man. Um,
1: yeah, Jake, I'm so sorry about this, man. We'll get it figured out next time. Don't worry about it because he's right. super nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but
0: also tell your customers to suck it.
1: <laughs> you do know all of your customers that listen to this are now turning it off, right? Uh, they know how I am. It's fine. You're like, no, nah, they're the cool ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right. So let me pull up the uh, the Our man one-hour comics review world's fair 2021 (laughs) and uh here we go you or me who's starting
1: uh beauty before not as beautiful there you go go ahead okay well thank you for the compliment
0: (laughs) you're welcome sir uh we'll go with hardware number three and because there's so many i'm going to try to be as brief as i can on these um i liked it We get background info on Curtis and uh, an evil Edwin Alva, who has made everything seem like Curtis's fault. We get the background info on Alva's old partner, with which he had a falling out, and Curtis goes to see him. And then at the very end, that partner gets called up by Alva with an offer to betray Curtis and hand him over, and it kind of ends on a cliffhanger but all the backstory was cool and very much needed for me to continue caring about these background characters, but it was really good. Art is spectacular as always eight out of 10.
1: Nice man. Okay. So first up for me is going to be Dr. Strange or the death, Dr. Strange, Spider-Man number one. And so this is by uh, Jed McKay and uh, Marcelo Ferreira on the art. And this is a lot of fun. So Ben goes to see Spider-Man, Felicia's there. And then Dr. Strange is like, hey, Pete, I'm uh, dead. Could you run some errands for me, basically? But, you know, Dr. Strange errands aren't like everybody else's. So they have to do all this magic stuff that they deal with. It's a lot of fun. Moon Knight has a cameo in it that Jake is going to. We'll flip his lid over because it's hilarious <laughs> and i do want you to text me once you read that part because it's it's fantastic i will um and throughout this whole time ben's just trying to prove to felicia that he's gonna be a good spider-man this is a really good issue it's a lot of fun it's actually kind of better than the amazing spider-man series that we have right now <laughs> but yeah it was a good time i'm giving it an eight out of ten
0: excellent i look forward to reading it all right, now we've got The Robin Annual, and this was written by uh, Joshua Williamson, and art was done by Roger Cruz. <clears throat> so it's mostly a flatline origin story, uh, which was cool. And then Damien gets some, uh, some files on some of the other contestants which is cool because they look sort of like a, like the old who's who of the DC oh, nice. Universe pages, which I always got a kick out of. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I I like all the info on the characters. I like Flatline's origin. Roger Cruz's art is, in my opinion, better than Gleb's. So this was a step up. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with another 8 out of 10.
1: I do like after that one time Gleb mouthed off on the internet, we now always dunk on him. We're like, oh, this art's way better than him. It's like, well, that's not necessary, but we're going to keep doing it. Oh, I know.
0: <laughs> and he's a
1: fine artist.
0: He's yeah, a thing. He's, he's just uh, up his own butt.
1: <laughs> just a tinge. Um, so next up for me is going to be the Joker Annual. And this is by uh, James Tynan and Matthew Rosenberg with Francisco Frankevelia on the art. And I love... Frank art, so that's like an automatic. Just oh yeah, Casey's gonna love this, and so yeah, it's just kind of like the process of like oh yeah, the the regular crime people are out of Gotham, and now we're getting the weirdos in, and it's just this kind of level of Joker, and like so, Joker's doing like all these weird pranks and stuff, and like it's Gordon trying to live his life but not doing a good job of it. It's just pretty good pretty great all in all yeah i like it and it's like with this you say it's pretty good i mean i'd say it's fine uh (laughs) (laughs) um yeah if you want to get that joke watch us on youtube but yeah it's like it's good but like the only downside is this is another flashback story so it doesn't do anything to really move the plot along. Like the only difference is like we're seeing Gordon know that Barbara is Batgirl. And so Batgirl gets put in these sticky situations and like you know his dad's senses are tingling and he is not having it. But (laughs) like that's the only like really kind of part that it adds to Batman. Otherwise it's just like, oh yeah, this is uh something you know not really necessary. So the art in this fantastic the story the way the characters are written is very well. It's just there's no real need for the story. So I'm going to give it a seven out of 10 for that reason.
0: Okay. <clears throat> so next for me, I will do King of Spies. Number one, it's written by Mark Millar and art by Mateo Scalera. In like the first five pages of this book, I hated it and I nearly stopped reading it because it's just like, panel after panel of just running gun shooting explosions just like i, I don't but there's like no flow to it it's just like random panels of all this crazy stuff happening and then uh, it turns out that that was just like a flashback and now we get to uh the same guy who's like a, a british spy and he's older now and he starts coughing up blood. He goes to the doctor. They find a really big tumor. He has six months to live. Going through all this has made him realize that the stuff he did while being a British spy were not good things. He did a lot of bad stuff for uh, for just the people in power that weren't good people either. So he decides that with uh, the little time he has left, since he has like no close friends or family, that he is going to... Uh, bring down as many bad people with him as he can before he dies and so the later half of this was like way cooler than those first just like flashback stories of him being James Bond, John Wick kind of guy so I'm going to give it another issue and if it still piques my interest like that second half did I'll keep with it Um, but yeah it was pretty neat so I'm going to give it a 7 because those first few pages were like so unbearable to me but the art was amazing and uh i mean that it's the same art on the the inside too so nice. if you like mateo Scalera, which i do he did um oh black science which was cool so uh anyway if you like spy stories then uh check it out
1: right on okay so next up for me is gonna be the death of dr strange white fox and this is by i'm gonna pull up the whole list of names Alyssa wong and Addie tong Semicolon Luc- lucino vicho did the art uh i like that i was surprised by how much i like this i don't know white fox at all but yeah white fox kind of teams up with uh that sword dude blinking on his name sword master uh sword master and the captain of tomorrow that's not captain tomorrow's not a person i was just it was like a reference to the you know sky captain the world tomorrow yeah sky doing. and sword are just
0: basically the same thing
1: tomato potato as as they say but yeah so they team up it's a lot of fun cool time like shows you this new character i'd read more of these two because they're written very well and yeah i'm interested in seeing where her story and his story kind of go from here, probably will never find out. Probably, like next time they're brought up, it will have nothing to do with this because that's how Marvel does things. But you know, I liked it. Maybe I'm White it Fox a- is giving getting a miniseries. I mean, I won't hold my breath. I'll say that. But hey, if they do, I'm going to read it. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. I really liked it, and Excellent. the art it art is fantastic too.
0: You are the second person in two days that I've heard say that. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to catching up. All right. Hellboy, The Bones of Giants, number two. Uh, it's written by Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden and art by Matt Smith. Um, so yes. Hellboy is getting more and more visions thanks to Mjolnir that is fused to his hand. And he like sees a Valkyrie and has a conversation with her, and a conversation with Ratatosk, which is uh, the magical squirrel in Norse mythology. And then we find out that the doctor, that uh, or the professor, at whose house Abe and Hellboy are staying at, is actually part of the shady end of all the stuff that's happening. And so their daughter is like helping them because she wants to find out like if her dad is really evil or just under the influence of uh, the King of the Frost Giants, which apparently there is a cult that has found the tankard in which his soul was put into when he died. And now they're trying to find that tankard and resurrect the King of the Frost Giants. Of course, there's a cult that wants to do that, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: But anyway hellboy and abe and uh the daughter are all just trying to get to the bottom of it and it is really cool this is like one of the best hellboy things i've read period so 10 out of 10 if you like hellboy and or norse mythology absolute must read
1: right on Okay, right, so next up for me is going to be chew and this is by john Lehman and dan boltwood and this is probably the strongest issue of this new series yet. So this is kind of like the culmination of her traveling back in time, figuring out, you know, basically like how to, how to screw over this guy. That's like threatening to kill her grandpa while also giving him the painting that he wants. And so she finds out how to do it. And it's pretty ingenious and yeah, it's a good time. And I like Saffron a lot. I still don't like her, douchey boyfriend because you know character is a douche but she's uh getting like saffron's now like kind of becoming like a crime boss and you know setting up a heist so that's gonna be pretty cool to see where that goes i really like this issue a lot i'm gonna give it a 9.5 it's not quite perfect so i'm gonna just dock at that 0.5 because i'm just a mean guy but i liked it a lot
0: we're back to the point fives already i know all right the justice league dark annual and i really should have had the credits pulled up before now but you know how we do on this show we're doing it live it's written by randy and dan waters with dan waters getting the script credit and then christopher mitten on art this book was really really good I really hope that these Justice League Dark backup stories in Justice League get collected because I read this and I was just instantly wanted more. Uh, it sets up a really really cool story. Do you know who Mister E is from DC Comics? He's like a magic guy who wears an all white suit. He's blind.
1: I mean, it sounds, no, I don't. Cause I'm thinking of a mystery from a mystery incorporated. So no, I don't know who that is. (laughs) Cause I was like, that sounds familiar. It sounds like a character's name, but.
0: Well, anyway. um, Apparently this is like the first issue where Zatanna is the team leader. I don't know who was the team leader before, cause I'm not reading those stories, but uh, anyway, everything kind of falls apart. Mr. E shows up and is like, hey, the visions that you and Dr. Fate have been getting about the Tower of Fate falling to Merlin's hands, that's absolutely going to happen. And everyone kind of blows him off and leaves. But then he has a conversation with uh, Zatanna and Dr. Fate at the end of the issue. And he's like, look, part of Merlin's soul was stolen from him by Uh, an old God that was trapped in the source wall that's now broken. But on my way here, I found that part of his soul. And it's the part of his soul that is like young and happy and like has hope. And the Merlin that you guys are about to go up against is the adult cold callous Merlin without that fun, you know, youthfulness to him. It's like, so I will give you that part of the soul that you can fight him with in exchange for the ruby that merlin uses which absorbs magic and zatanna makes the deal with him. and dr fate's like it is khalid by the way you were you were saying that you thought it was and it is um he was like should we have really made that deal because if we ever have to go up against mr e he'll just absorb our magic and there's nothing we can do to stop him she's like, yeah, I guess we'll come across that, you know, when the time comes, but, or deal with that when the time comes, but we need every bit of help we can get against Merlin right now, so, uh, yeah, and then it was just a sort of, at, you know, at the end of it, it says the beginning, so I'm guessing this is, like, the start of the next arc, uh, but, man, it was awesome. The art wasn't my favorite, um, I'm not super, familiar. like, I know I've heard the name Christopher Mitten, but I don't know what he's worked on. But uh, but man, the story just made up for it. All these characters are so cool Detective Chimp, Jason Blood, Fate, Zatanna, Constantine, like, all really good stuff happening. I just don't know why they don't have their own book.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe that's when it means it's like, this is, ju- this is the beginning, and they're gonna actually give them their own book after this again.
0: i hope so because at least at my store like this sold super well man people were like oh man a justice league dark issue again and they all picked it up
1: yeah so let's hope so because yeah i just i want that but i don't want to pay for bendez exactly but with that i will give it a nine out of ten nice man Okay, so next up for me is going to be a, the amazing Spider-Man issue 80, and this is by Cody Ziegler and Michael Dowling on the art. I really enjoyed the art in this. You you have Spider-Man being all drugged up, and you know, you know, just not the happiest with his circumstances because the drugs are giving him hallucinations, and then he fights Kraven, and spoiler alert, he wins, and then he gets home to his lady, and then it's also now. Leading into the next arc, where the uh, head of the you know thing that owns Spider-Man's copyrights, like we got to go after this Spider-Man of the Bronx, and it's like they got pictures of Miles because he's using their copyright, so they're going to go after him next, which is pretty silly. And then um, Aunt May is very worried about Peter, and they don't know really how to treat Peter because they don't know that he's Spider-Man, so she calls an old flame to you know who's very smart to help her help her nephew and does he have robotic appendages he does like so like it you know they go to the place and it sure enough he's like you're as beautiful as the last time i saw you and it's old (laughs) creepy dr doc and i'm like ah this is great so i like that a lot and yeah i mean it it was like Perfectly solid issue. That's why it's getting a perfectly solid seven out of ten.
0: All right. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's no weird like Aunt May on Doc Ock action in the next issue.
1: I mean, Dan Slaughtery already did that, so I think we're sure, good. It. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. terrible. That was... <sighs> it was a choice that he made it was. It as was. a writer.
0: All right, so next we'll do the Wonder Woman annual. I picked up the variant. I just got to show it off. I think it is so, so good. That is pretty awesome. Um, so yes, it's written by Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad. And uh, the art is done by Andy McDonald. I happened to flip right to the page this time.
1: Nice, good job.
0: Um, but yeah, essentially... This guy shows up, this weird guy, and, uh, and talks to Diana while she's going to a Themyscira exhibit at a museum. And he's like, I know who you are and all about the Amazons because my people live under Themyscira and we've just been biding our time for you to like die or leave so that we could take over, take back our land and uh we thought you were dead until you just came back so that kind of you know foils our plan so that's why I came here to fight you and um yeah so they have like a, a fight for a few pages and then he essentially like blows up a bomb at this museum and he's like we'll see you again soon and he leaves and Wonder Woman is talking to her friend Etta and Ed is like, well, I mean, it's going to be fine. You can kick this guy's butt. They've been hiding for all these years. They're afraid of you. She's like, well, yeah, but also I could absolutely tell during our fight that he wasn't going all out and we were at a standstill. So that has me a bit worried. And then it says to be continued uh, in the trial of the Amazons, which I'm assuming is that Wonder Woman event that i was talking about a few episodes back so we'll see it's kind of weird i i just hate the whole there's this whole group of people you didn't know about that was been here the whole time you know what i mean it's just yeah. like the sibling thing i've been complaining about except now it's like an entire population it's like the people at the mascara underneath that island have like portals to hell and stuff they absolutely would know if the if these other people are down there i think that's, that's just I, so stupid
1: i would have loved it if like it would have been the type of thing where wonder woman's like yeah i could have kicked his butt and we've known he's been there this whole time but they're so weak and they're you know and like i just we the am um, us amazons just feel bad for him that just cuts to them like pretending to hide in, around like them as scared, like they're like wearing like bad makeup and stuff like they don't even know we're here <laughs> that would have been a little more
0: entertaining than what i read um. yeah it wasn't su- like it wasn't it wasn't bad I just didn't think it was good either you know what I mean yeah so I guess I kind of have to give it a five because the art was okay but I, it, you know it wasn't like is good to where it could save a book so yeah, that's I got where you. I'm at with it hopefully whatever happens in the trial of the amazons which I'm absolutely gonna read is better than that
1: Okay, so next up for me is going to be Hotel by John Leese and Dalibor Talajic on the art. I'm probably mispronouncing his name and I apologize. Um, So this is another, like, basically it's the same as the other one where it's an anthology series. You do have the curator of the the hotel uh, not looking the best, like it kind of picks up where the last one left off that way and I mean I just need to read the other last one again I need to get that in trade so I can like remember exactly what happened to him I just remember the clown coming out of the painting and so like yeah it's another story it's an ooky spooky story it's pretty cool had its ending I did not see coming at all and I even I even dropped a curse word like what the you know at the end which is always a good thing when you're reading a horror-based book I just wish we could have got a little bit more of what the heck's going on with that clown from the last, you know, the last series. So I'm gonna give it a nine out of 10. I really liked it though. The art in it's good. And like I said, that story kind of blew my mind when I read, you know, got to the end. I was like, I did not see that coming. It was a lot of fun.
0: Plus maybe the clown will come back around in an issue or I,
1: two. I, I do have a strong feeling that's gonna happen, so.
0: All righty. Next for me is the Nightwing Annual. written by tom taylor and art was done by cn tormey and daniel hdr and it was all right um for a tom taylor nightwing book (laughs) but basically somebody uh or barbara and dick see body cam footage of red hood uh killing some people some like mobsters with guns of course and uh she's like i've got him tracked he's at this warehouse and dick's like okay i'll go talk to him and uh we get a flashback of when jason was like new to uh robin and so uh dick goes there and they have like a little outing just the two of them of crime fighting and you know They build that brotherly relationship, but, uh, then it cuts back to real time. And, uh, Jason's like, I know you're there. Are you here to take me in? And then it shows Dick up on a rafter and he jumps down he's like, nope, if you say that it wasn't, or then, you know, Jason said that he didn't do it. And Jason's like, or Dick says, I I know, I believe you. Um, if you say you didn't do it, then he didn't do it. And Jason's like, yeah, and also I stopped using guns. Uh, I just have <laughs> this crowbar, which I think is a bit weird. But, you know, and the weirdest part is, like, I don't know. It's almost like Tom Taylor was also making fun of it uh, because he's like, you know, Batman was afraid of bats. And, you know, he's he's using that fear in his crime fighting. And Dick's like, so shouldn't you be dressing up as a crowbar? <laughs> that's pretty uh, great yeah which made me laugh but anyway um so yeah they they go because they they caught wind of red hood attacking somebody again and it turns out that they were uh, fbi agents so not not really mobsters so that doesn't look great um but anyway Who do any guesses, Casey? Who who is traipsing around as Red Hood, who looks exactly like Red Hood, even with the helmet off?
1: Uh, I mean hush. I don't know.
0: Clayface. Oh, okay. Um which clayface? Which the, the five. Right. It's uh gosh, I'm blanking on I'm blanking on the name. But uh but anyway. It's not the one that was, like, in the detective team a while back.
1: Not the one that was in Catwoman?
0: Right, because isn't that the same one? Or are those different ones? Not sure. I'm really not sure. (laughs) Dude,
1: I've said this before. Casually Comics, she lays out all of the ones. And I mean, I I don't know if she's ever finished it, because I think she got to Clayface number five. But then, like, they've done a continuity change now where, like, some of the stuff that she talked about took place before they switched stuff up. So now it's like, some of that stuff is non-canon. And Right. So I don't, I really like, it's just like, it's such a mess with the the way Clayface stuff is.
0: I think the one in the detective run was the, was Basil Carlo, I think, which is like the second one. Cause the, the original, like, was just like a silver age thing. It didn't last for very long. If I remember
1: right. Yeah. He, I think he came back he came back when they did this thing he tried to get clay face powers then because he didn't have clay powers gotcha he was golden age he was golden age the second one was the silver age weirdo that then they tried to use his body to get his powers
0: right well this one i just finally flipped to it is pressed Preston pain so i don't know which one that is but uh anyway they stop him um you know clear red hood's name basically and then uh there's a little call back to the the throwback where they were robin and nightwing so it ends on a a nice little wholesome note but uh but anyway it was fine like i like this more than the regular nightwing stuff going on um plus you know it's always fun when nightwing and red hood team up because it doesn't really happen too often where they're not just like fighting each other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just enjoyable, but I'm going to give this like a seven because it doesn't like, and I know it's an annual and annuals don't really have anything to do with the main story. Um, but it it was mostly just fine. It's just your average clayface is masking as somebody else and they have to go stop him and clear his name. It's average, but it's, it's still a good time. So seven out of
1: 10. I just think it's like, I, I, again, this is my headcanon. Anytime with Jason gets popped up, especially mentioned with Barbara. I like to think like, he's like, so, um, Barbara say anything about me, Dick? And he's like, no, not really. like, Oh, (laughs) dude,
0: I I was talking about three jokers with a customer not too long ago. And, he was like you know i actually like three jokers why didn't you like it so i went through all that stuff and he's like man the more you talk about it the more i don't know why i liked it
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny yeah okay so next for me is daredevil number 36 and this is by chip zadarsky with manuel garcia on the art and the art in it and this is fine but i will say like chichetto when he draws electra and um typhoid mary he does their hair in this like bonkers awesome way and this one is like he just draws their hair normal which it's fine but i like the chichetto insane hair like you know big hair but yeah like so daredevil's out of prison and uh like you know foggy and uh, his old girlfriend are there and they kind of talk to him but then electra shows up in a sports car and he's like see you nerds and he like pieces out and goes to, goes with electra and then he's like you want me to trust you like he's talking to electra as electra like gets in her underwear and goes into a lake and she's like yeah we need to talk and then as he's like i'm not gonna trust you as he's like taking his clothes off and goes in the lake with her it's like okay daredevil i know you haven't been in prison that long get out of here (laughs) (laughs) but then it's like you know it's kind of her trying to you know get him to trust her trying to get him to trust her and then also like daredevil and you know talk he talks to kingpin for a little bit kingpin's getting ready for his big wedding and people are also dealing with superheroes kind of overstepping their bounds as being hero you know basically vigilantes it's a lot that goes on and but doesn't feel like it's overstuffed i really like this issue there's some stuff going on with the new kingpin of crime it, it's good i'm very excited for devil's reign i'm giving this a nine out of ten
0: good thing it's coming out next week huh right all right oh next i, I just have the ones we read together
1: same here my man Man, good thing I couldn't
0: read all the books I wanted to. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) All right, you pick the order. Actually, you picked the order last time. I'll pick the order this time. All right. Let's do
1: Batman. Then, Actually, dude, I don't have that one.
0: Oh, you didn't get that one. Well, then I have one more. So we'll do Justice League, then Teen Titans, then Action, then Wonder Girl. All right. Okay, so the batman annual um it is written by james tynan and art was done by ricardo lopez ortiz and this is honestly just the finale of all those Ghostmaker backup stories where he's fighting like the instigator which still just cracks me up uh and everybody else so uh yeah It's just a lot of action. I think the art's awesome. It's like Riley Rossmo meets anime, and I think it's incredible. Uh, But yeah, he basically just has to fight all those guys one more time and then take out um, Miss Midas or whatever her name is. But we get to see why him taking out Midas means so much to him. Um, and it turns out that her parents, like, uh, basically stole his parents' company and like nearly killed them just so that they would sign over the company to them. And, uh, he trained his whole life to get revenge on that apparently. And, uh, to stop it from happening to anyone else. So. And then there is a little moment with Batman in there. So it was pretty cool. Uh, I think this needed to happen because those backups were just like him fighting everybody. And like the fight scenes were cool, but that's all it was. There wasn't much substance to it where this gave all that substance. Um, and, I, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. So I'm going to give it probably a good eight out of ten. You, I mean, if you read all the others, you might as well pick this up and see how it all ends and comes together. But if you haven't been reading those backups, you definitely don't need to pick this up. Um, or if you didn't like the backups at all, then then don't get this because there's not much Batman. They should have called it the Ghostmaker Annual. Um, but yeah, it was still neat. The thing is, Casey, is we've talked about this before. Ghostmaker is so good, right? Like he. Mm-hmm he one shots your universe like whichever universe yours is and uh and this is the same and i don't think Ghostmaker is gonna get used when tynan is off the book which is now he's off the book
1: yeah that's such a weird way to end his run too
0: it is so i mean i think Ghostmaker is just gonna go into the hall of fame for most unbeatable character ever in dc right like Superman Prime would like have a word with you, I think, over that. Yeah, well, Ghostmaker beats him. I'm sorry. Ask James Tynan. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's all I need to say about that one.
1: Okay, so Justice League Incarnate, number one of five. I'm gonna try to pull up all of the artists because it looks like we have a bunch on this. Uh, shoot it's on the first or second yeah page. there it is so it's by joshua williamson and dennis Culver, and then we have brandon pearson andrea bresson and tom Dernick. and this is a lot of fun did what did you think man
0: um uh, i thought it was okay
1: <laughs> yeah see i thought it was like a great time we have basically a um avengers ripoff from another you know from this other universe that uh that robot came from that you know betrayed him and yeah old machine head which is a terrible name but they also bring in uh, Avery the Chinese uh, Flash which it's like when that all new Superman book was coming out if you told me the Flash from that book was gonna be the breakout character I would have been like (laughs) <laughs> i don't think that's right but boy is she she was great in flash and she's cool in this it's like i like her you know like there's no part of me that like dislikes her but it's like would not have, would not have expected this but then we get like this thanos rip off that fights dark side and that was a lot of fun yeah i just had a good time with it did you like it though besides it just being all right
0: uh, I guess. I mean, I liked who showed up at the end or the, yeah. the second to last show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it,
1: spoiler alert, it's Orion. They Has, The artist drew him so well. Yeah. Has he always had a pupper? Because he's got a pupper here and I don't recall him ever having a dog. Nope.
0: I don't know well, who that is, but I'm a I'm all about finding out. Yeah. The The thing that I thought was like kind of dumb is... So Dr. Multiverse like opens up this portal, right? Or the boom tube. It's like, all right, Flash, you're the only one that can save the the multiverse and we have to go right now. And then she's like, wait a second, I can't. And then just goes into this like kind of monologue thing. (laughs) And I'm sure Dr. Multiverse is like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. Just, you know, like trying to keep the boom tube open so they can go save the multiverse. And And then she's like, no, you can do it. Come on. And then they go but just that whole big conversation just kind of took me out of the moment because it's like action, action, action. We got to go right now. And she's just like, I don't know if I
1: can. (laughs) Hey, in all fairness, she's a flash. That happened in literally half a second. Yeah. And like (laughs) she does all that. Then Dr. Multiverse is like, what? You said that too quickly. Can you slow down? I can't understand you.
0: (laughs) i just thought it was goofy since ultimately she agrees to it anyway so yeah. like they could have taken that out and she just jumped through the portal i don't think it added too much to her character for them no, to have right. that conversation but anyway um i don't know man you know i'm a sucker for the fourth world stuff so i'm gonna check out the next one but if I'm still just pretty mad on the next one I don't think I'm going to keep going with it because really? it's a whole lot of going on with a bunch of characters that just don't matter ultimately uh, they're all from different universes and yeah you can say that this is like saving the omniverse or whatever so that it does matter but outside of this book we're not going to see any of these characters again except for freaking Earth 2 Thomas Wayne Batman uh earth 23 superman
1: and then apparently chinese flash but like there's four or five others and i mean it doesn't matter okay first off captain carrot will always matter but secondly i will say in all honesty i think it does matter because i have a feeling this is gonna lead like it's still gonna lead into the big event that's gonna be coming up next that's gonna alter everything that's ever happened in dc comics like we've never seen before so if we're gonna read that, I think this will probably lead into it, if that's even gonna be a thing that happens. But I bet it is.
0: I just hope that if I do continue with this, that it actually wraps up, unlike Infinite Frontier, or whatever it was called. Was that yeah. it? Infinite Frontier?
1: Yeah. It's just, it's gonna be like probably like that, where it leads into another series. Like right. oh, okay. This like again.
0: Dark Side is just gonna get away, and they'll be like, "To
1: be continued." In,
0: and it's like, "Give me a <laughs> break." <laughs>
1: But what would you rate it, man? Uh, probably a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'm at an 8. I'm just nicer than you today, I think. Not as curmudgeon i
0: <laughs> I'm not a curmudgeon. It just wasn't that no, good. No. <laughs> I'm saying
1: there are days where I'm very curmudgeon Oh, okay. And today is not one of those days, apparently. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> All right, next is Teen Titans Academy, number 8. And this is written by old Timmy Sheridan with art by Mike Norton. So Casey, I will ask your thoughts on this.
1: Uh, I thought first off, a lot of these kids like these characters are written much more jerky than what they normally are. And also, like Wally West hitting on people, and then they have to bring up the fact that he's married, and he's like, Oh, <laughs> my wife's fine. Like, that's very out of character for him. And then also everyone knowing that he murdered everybody is a bit weird like even the 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 parents before he got there like hey didn't he that isn't that the guy that got killed by the other flash it's like how do they know this like yeah was lois just being like i don't have a story this week perry and perry is like you know superman write a story that he tells you and she's like sorry wally and she writes the whole thing out <laughs> right and to add the
0: things that are dumb red x is just taking on everybody in titan's tower yeah it's so stupid that wally's like i can unmask him in two seconds and red x is like do it i dare you you think i'm not ready for that it's like you're not ready for that the flash could annihilate you in half a second there's nothing he can put in that hood that would stop the flash i'm sorry
1: Like that's the thing that this is one thing that does annoy me with the flash in general. And it's just when they put them against like normal people, like they did this in uh, identity crisis too, where it's like, I don't care if Slade can move his sword. Like, you know, he knows where, you know, he knows Flash's movements. It's like flash can literally travel so fast. He can move throughout time. And you're trying to tell me that, Oh, just because you put some explosions like if he kicks the speed force on, he should be able to unmask you, save all, you know, stop all the explosions or whatever, and then still eat a whole sandwich while you're still trying to comprehend what just happened. So it just, it just doesn't work. That's one of the problems with having the flash though. You have to try to write it in a way that it works and it just, just didn't. Yeah. And then I will say one part that made me laugh. I don't know if it was on, if it should have been funny, but when like, <laughs> first off, they're like trying to find the dial H like the, the dial that they're stealing like from one of their other you know, kids, which, like, that's not cool. Don't be a jerk. But <laughs> uh, Gorilla Greg has a mask on because he's like, oh, no one's going to know who I am. I know, <laughs> no, dude. It's <laughs> and then, so hilarious. And then this part, when he's like, just, he's just destroying the room, trying to find the dang thing. It's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about the end, though? The final page is my favorite
0: part. I really thought the rest of the issue was just stupid. And yes, that sucks because Sheridan is way better than this. Um, I agree. But, I mean, we've we've been getting teases of him coming back and it's finally happened. So, maybe. you know, well, maybe. I'm glad that Sheridan's doing it. I just want, like, that good Sheridan to be doing it, you know? Yeah. This, oh, this was then- just a low point.
1: And then we also really quick, we always talk about with Nightwing and this where it's like Dick is screwing around on Barbara and Corey. And it does seem like he's finally chosen Babs for now because Corey's not, not the happiest. Yeah. So. Agreed.
0: But I am probably. Probably out of five on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm at a four. Like it, it was just kind of a letdown all in all, which like I you really, said it, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just like you said, though, it's, this is a letdown because this his stuff is normally better than this.
0: Right. Like, I, I just, I don't care who's under this hood unless it's like Bruce Wayne, which it's not, it's just like cyborg gets annihilated by red X, you know what I mean?
1: And like yeah. he stops and- Starfire. And it's just like, dude, this is dumb. And what's really dumb too though is like we are not invested enough in these Titan Academy's characters. Like there's just no part of it that makes us go like oh yeah it's gonna be Bobby. It's like who <laughs> right. like we need we need more of these books that tie it in so we know something about these characters. So make sense on who it could be with now it is now it's just like when they unmask him we'll just be like oh wow it's him right
0: (laughs) and that's that's a problem anyway like i don't think they shouldn't have done red x there's no way that they can win with this because say they do drag it out and they give us some more of these tie-ins to where we fall in love with these people The hype's just going to keep building for who's under the mask, and it's just not going to deliver. No matter, no matter how much we think, oh, Bobby's pretty cool.
1: You know what I mean? It'd be hilarious if, like, they finally like they tie him up, they unmask him, and it's Gorilla Greg. (laughs) (laughs) We'll feel really dumb about that mask comment if that happens. We'll be like, "How?"
0: (laughs) I'll say this: I am that dedicated to Gorilla Greg. I love Greg. He's great.
1: He's hilarious but um, yeah. yeah.
0: Hopefully the next one's better.
1: Yeah. I, I hope so too. I hope Irie and uh, Jay, I think that, I think this is his name his son's name. I hope they stay around. Cause I've always been interested in reading more, but they're like a little bit too annoying to have in a flash book. Cause you're like, I just want to read Wally or Barry. I don't really want to read these two, you know, his kids. So like right. having them in this would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we got a bunker sighting very briefly, which the continuity of bunker i i've complained about the new 52 teen titans a lot where it's like that superboy is not the same superboy and that Bart was not the same bart so i mean does is bunker like oh i don't know who those people were but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know either uh, you know, it wasn't there. It wasn't enough of an appearance for me to be like, it was pretty cool. I mean, it's literally just a blink, you
1: know. Yeah, you don't even. He doesn't even talk, so right? we don't even get the uh, the terrible personality that <laughs> Scott Lebdell gave him. Yep. <laughs> but we got to see. We got the best part. His costume. Right. All right. So next up is going to be Action Comics ten thirty seven, and this is by Philip Kennedy Johnson with. Uh, Miguel Mendoka on the art and boy that art's fantastic in my opinion mm-hmm. and the story was pretty dang cool I thought a lot of cool stuff was happening what do you think
0: yeah I liked it overall um, again this is kind of spoilery but do you think that that character is actually
1: dead uh, okay so here's my theory And we'll we'll say this, go go ahead like one minute, guys. I'll actually try to put the timestamps how long our spoilers last for the Hawkeye and for this one. But so in future state, if you remember, Superman died all the time. That's what they kind of talked about. They'd always bring him back. So I bet you Superman and Apollo are both dead. And then uh, what's her name? The girl. I'm sure she's also dead. I bet you they get brought back and they have to just they just keep dying over and over again. That's what I'm. That's 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 where my brain's going because like that's kind of how they talked about in Future State is Superman like Mongol killed him hundreds of times. He said. So that's what I think is going to happen. I could be wrong though.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's setting up. He's setting up a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know how long this is going to go on, but uh, there there's some potential for a lot of neat stuff to go down. It's just like man and i realize that it's not the same mongol but superman's beat mongol on his own plenty of times and he is having trouble when he's got all these other like super strong characters with him. it's but like how much more is this mongol
1: not that much more though when you think about it because there's a couple things going into it it's superman's this is a weakened superman and then oh roll your eyes but this is a weakened. no superman. it was like a yeah i guess so okay i thought you're just like <laughs> weakened i thought that's what you were doing but um no it's like a weakened superman and it's also they talk about how it's this planet is giving off uh red sun radiation so like not only is he weakened like you know it's like superman's only up here he's now down here because he's weakened and now he's down here because the red sun so they're very much stacking in mongol's favor and then mongol even had the kryptonite weapon and superman just saw one of his friends die so all of that added up together that's why you know that's why mongol was able to be and and honestly we've complained about this before where mongol should be a lot tougher than he is like how like we had wonder woman kicking his butt like no problem like they made him a joke and like now mongol's being brought back to being awesome and you know a threat which is perfect yeah fair enough what do you think of the backup issue i figured that one you'd actually read since it was one of your faves (laughs) uh no i did read it um
0: it, it was pretty neat. I think the, the the final page, it's like, okay, continuity time. He's gotten over this a few times now. So is it back to flame is, is an issue for him? Like, who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can very much see it also because that character is kind of a joke. That it could just be like a one punch and you know, he's he's done already yeah. type of thing, and then you know, he keeps doing with whatever he's gotta do for the other stuff.
0: It could be. I mean, it could be like uh you know, that he'll he'll say that was an issue for me at one time, but it's not anymore, I and mean, then deal with it. But uh but also it just looks ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. That's one of the things that's got me thinking like it is just gonna be like John one punching you know, him and then ending, you know.
0: Yeah it was neat though um you know i always like stories like this where where john asked is, is shown kind of humanized a bit
1: and i also like that it wasn't overly serious you know because it's like that's one of the problems with a lot of the John, uh, not john stewart john john's type of stuff is he is just, like they don't know how to write him and this was kind of like it gave me what little of the jli uh, jli that i read like kind of like similar vibes to that where he's like not just like oh the stoic serious guy all the time, you know that type of stuff. Like he gave him more yeah. personality. Absolutely. He named
0: his cat Double Stuff because yeah. Marcia Manhunter loves Oreos.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff.
0: And I do want to point out that I picked up the variant for this one too by Julian Tedesco. It's
1: amazing. Oh, that is outstanding. Yeah. Ah, uh, what would you grade it? I'm at a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go a whole ten. What? I liked okay. it. Okay uh it, it's an eight for me
0: i don't think i've gotten higher have i got no i gave i gave hellboy a higher grade but uh it was still one of the best of the week though for sure yeah all right and finally we've got a few minutes left uh we'll talk about wonder girl number five and uh it was written by Joel jones and then the art was done by uh adriana Mello which, man, does she just mimic Joel's style or were they both working on it? Because
1: I could have swore some of these pages were Jones's art. It's like, it's weird. Cause it's like Joelle Jones meets the Dodson's mm-hmm. like the best of both of them. And I mean, if that's not a great compliment, I don't know what is. So yeah, yeah the art in it is really, really good. And the story was pretty great also.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was a it was a little hokey when she was like stalling on that drink stuff, but yeah. One, once they got out of that, um, I liked it. And then, you know, what did you think about that last page reveal?
1: It was pretty cool. I like that. You know, I mean, this book is called Wonder Girl, and we're getting literally all of them. Yeah,
0: and I think this is really adding to that, like wonder women crossover that's coming up like we're we're gonna see all of them so that's pretty neat um so yeah i think i am at like a nine on this one
1: i'm at about an eight i'll say 8.5 we'll give another 0.5 out there all right but yeah that's all of our comics for the week so what would you say you're excited for this coming week man um
0: arkham city order of the world easily um dark knights of steel that one's up there too and then
1: uh i'll say one star squadron we'll i nice. see one- how that one does one star squadron's on my list for sure uh devil's reign and then crimson cage is supposed to come out which i am super up for
0: what what is that
1: crimson cage it's john lee's wrestling book oh is that in print? Was I supposed to get that for you? I Yeah, because I texted you about it like right after I found out about it, man. Hmm. You even texted me that you got that you made the order like you. you I mean, me I,
0: I, if I said I did, then I did. It's well, just, uh, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, you had uh, like an actual email back and forth with John about it.
0: OK, because I, oh, that, like, that, I knew he had to he said hotel in this other title. Yeah. Um, but usually if it's a book that just one person orders, I don't add it to my full list in case someone else is like, I want that. It's like, well, well, you can't actually, uh, but anyway, yeah, thankfully there's like less titles than this week. Uh, so maybe I'll be able to get through all the ones I want, but there's going to be some great titles out this week. Oh, and, and
1: Williamson's Batman starts up too. So that's exciting that should be a good time i'm i'm hopeful i'll say that i am too all right so i was just thinking i don't even remember where i got the idea for this from i'm not gonna pretend because i forgot that i even wrote this until today but give me four times an artist or writer on a comic really surprise you like where you were not expecting much but then you're like wow this is a lot better than i thought
0: um so it might be a fantastic three because I'm having trouble with the fourth. <laughs> but uh, Steve Orlando, um, like, you know, I was pretty cool on him. And then I read Dark Hold and really, really enjoyed it. And I'm hoping that that wraps up uh, as well as it started. I'm also going to say Tim Seeley. Uh, his King Shark really made me like Tim Seeley a lot more, which, again, I was just pretty cool on. And then I'm going to say Hellboy and specifically Koshay the Deathless because I had like no thoughts about that series or that universe at all until I picked up Koshay number one just because it looked pretty neat from the cover. And then here I am since reading everything Hellboy that's ever <laughs> come out. So uh, I got I to gotta say that one. And then I I'm just having trouble coming up with the fourth, so I'll
1: I'll ask you what yours are. So one of the ones that comes to mind for me is James Robinson. Like my first real like thing with him was Cry for Justice, which I loved. The first issue I read, and then I read more, and I hated it. So then like I was like, so oh, does he? <laughs> yeah. And then I read Starman because I was like, I got it for my uh, Christmas because I was just like, oh yeah, I remember seeing advertisements for this and like. I think it was Marvel versus DC. They had advertisements for Starman. I always thought he looked cool. And I was like, boy, this is amazing. And I found out that James Robinson wrote it. I'm like, what? This is the same guy? (laughs) So, you know, that was just a big surprise. Um, Frank Miller is another one that comes to mind because it sounds crazy. But the second thing of Frank Miller's I ever read was All-Star Batman and Robin. And then I read his Daredevil... uh, Oh, I'm blank on the name. The, the really popular Daredevil one that he wrote. Born again. Yes, that one. And that one is insanely good. It's it's crazy to me that Frank also wrote <laughs> All-Star Batman and Robin, because that thing is <laughs> terrible. It's in my top five worst I've ever read of all yeah, time. It's it's impressively bad. I'll say that. <laughs> um, trying to think, because there's some like I'm trying to think of like something art related. Cause there's some out there that I'm like, Oh, when I see it, but then like, I'll see it in action. And I'll be like, Oh, this is actually not so bad. Um, well, let's go with Gleb. We, we dunk on him all the time. You know, like he said some stupid things and I wasn't the biggest fan, but that last Robin, even though it was very much just still face centered when they were having a fight, wasn't that bad and good for you for for speaking well of Gleb yeah I mean I try try my best I know he's listening to this and he's just like finally they gave me something um and I'll say I'll say uh John like on the on the subject of like old school stuff I'm not the still not the biggest fan but when you look at John Romita Jr's old x-men run that stuff is pretty good like that's about the best I can say about it. because still not a fan. <laughs> well,
0: congrats to you for giving four answers instead of three.
1: Yeah. Oh, here, here's an, here's one also that I'll, I'll throw out there too. Cause this one's just so crazy to me. I used to not like Mike McNola's art and also didn't like Darwin Cook's art. And then like, <sighs> the more I actually got into that stuff, I'm like, Holy crap. I love both of these so much. I don't know what young Casey was thinking
0: props to you for admitting that on yeah.
1: on air yeah i mean it was just like it's crazy to me to think about that i didn't like, like either of those i i kind of get not liking like old school hellboy because it is it's different when you first see it but you know still they're they're amazing
0: right okay well i mean i i think that brings us to the end of the episode so, uh, all right, closing plugs. If you would, please go to facebook.com/twoworldspodcast and give the page a like. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore pc, and on Instagram at two worlds pod. Uh, you can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com, and uh, please like and review us five stars wherever you're listening to this. And if you would, go to the YouTube channel.
1: Just just two worlds podcast and subscribe to that as well. And then tell us your thoughts if you think Hawkeye is pretty good or just all right. And uh, you know we'd love
0: to stay and chat, but we have to go polish some moonerangs. I'm sorry. We'll see you next time. Bye.